0: On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. You could say that
1: 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It
0: fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake it back! (laughs) Doesn't that feel good? Yeah. It rhymes. They're both verbs. It's awesome.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to the latest and greatest episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is May 56 Jayton May. You can find me on Twitter at JMay56. And we got a loaded week for you this this week. Uh, we got a little bit of AFC South talk, uh, maybe a little bit of draft, uh, just picking up the pieces towards the end of it. And we got a monster UFC card that we're going to break down for you guys. And I am joined by my co-host, quentin crisco as always how we doing
0: tonight i'm juice for some ponies man i live for the ponies yes not sir. really though um Downs, so- gonna be
1: wearing wearing your uh seersucker out there with your biggest hat in the world uh hitting the tracks betting the ponies uh, losing all your money can't wait wonderful night here
0: in Kentucky. so glad to be here like bart scott i just can't wait Uh, My name is Quentin Crisco. You can find me on Twitter at ButkusStats. You can find the podcast on Twitter at shaving underscore points. That's PTS underscore pod. Go follow us on Twitch. Go follow us on YouTube. Go follow us on Instagram. Go follow us on Reddit. And most, most importantly, go follow us on LinkedIn. I need some more LinkedIn contacts. We need some more LinkedIn contacts. Go connect with us and yeah, all your wildest dreams will come true gotta be professional um, up in here and check out the website
1: shaving points.com and you can subscribe and it's awesome and you get all the content sent directly to you so you don't have to be checking all your social medias all the time you just have to check your email which i know for some people is a lot harder than checking <laughs> social media but you subscribe <laughs> to the it. website
0: it'll all be there That's for me. you <laughs> My okay. inbox has like five hundred emails unopened in it right now. It's beautiful.
1: All right. So we just got back to the beautiful Lone Star State a couple of days ago back in Texas, feet on the ground. Wonderful, wonderful weekend in Vegas. Had a badass time at the draft. Um we won't get into it too deep. I'm sure everybody's heard everything so far. But um who do you who dominated the who who had the draft? That five years from now, we'll be talking like the Seahawks of 2012 or something where you're just like, holy
0: shit, they knocked it out of the park. So Not immediate impact. Two teams come to mind, but they're not going to be my answer. Two teams that come to mind are um, the Jets and the Ravens, both for obvious reasons, I think. But I think in five years who we're talking about, is how on earth did the Tennessee Titans get Malik Willis on a four-year contract for $5 million in the third round?
1: And Traylon Burks uh, looks like he's going to be a beast too. Yeah, it looks like they're set up for success for a very long time. No, I tend to agree with you. I think uh, the Dallas Cowboys draft has the potential to be absolutely incredible, but potential is only so much. You have to prove it on the field. And then another team I like a lot is the Saints. I don't know what the Saints are doing or what direction they're going, but absolutely love their draft. Thought they killed it, but like I said, we we don't really know what the Saints are or where they're going right now. So that's I don't kind know if they know either. Yeah, they got a lot of talent over there. But all right, so moving on, we're here in Kentucky. At Churchill Downs. We got the Derby this weekend. Been doing a lot of traveling lately. Um, Gonna be honest, I don't really bet a whole lot of ponies. But we do have some sweet names in this year's Derby. We got Cyberknife at plus 1840. Cyberknife. Like that one a lot. What about uh, Moe Mo Donegal? Moe Donegal, you can get him at plus 1230. I think that might be my bet. Like Donegal. How do you spell that? M-O-D-O-N-E-G-A-L. Mo Donegal. I like just, it. Just sounds just sounds like a winner. And then probably my favorite because of the shaving points connection. We actually bought this horse and named this horse uh Barber Road. Because uh, so that is the official shaving points horse and the derby. So if you're a fan and you're looking for a horse to bet on. Barber Road plus thirty one twenty. Go win yourself some money. Support the boys.
0: So, we actually heard from our Shaving Points correspondent in Vegas today. Yeah, What's on day.
1: the ground in Vegas?
0: Uh, so we were told by the expert, who shall remain unnamed. He's anonymous source. Episenter, tis the bomb, and Messier. So
1: Epicenter is uh the big favorite plus four twenty-five, but Tiz the Bomb is his second favorite horse at plus thirty-one twenty. So outside of Barber Road, we may have to jump on the bomb, Tiz the Bomb, and just cheer like hell for uh either a place or show or a win. The plus thirty one twenty. That's a nice little change in your pocket, oh, yeah. boy.
0: And then what? Messier is the fourth favorite at plus plus 900. 900, nine to one. I already bet all three. Yeah, I'll probably bet him to place and show as well once it comes up. Because if I hit a, one of them, I'm sitting pretty solid. We got a we got a sure. monster
1: weekend for sports gambling. We got NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, a monster UFC card, a big Canelo fight. It's gonna be a hell of a Saturday. Just get ready. Make sure your accounts are loaded. And have a good time. But this week, what well, we're focusing on for the most part, we're gonna we're gonna start breaking down the NFL division by division, who we thinks the winners, who we thinks the losers. A little bit of schedule talk, not too much. Uh, we'll have a schedule release May twelfth. I don't know how much we'll get into it, but we will start talking win totals and stuff when the schedules do come out. But for now, we're just focusing on. The AFC South today, starting out with the Indianapolis Colts, the favorite to win the division at plus one hundred. And Q made us some awesome graphics to go off of. He loves making us charts and graphics. So I Love Excel. Let me know. What are we thinking about the Colts?
0: I am so in between on this team. I can't even I can't even make my mind up. Like I their defense was a monster last year, and they still have Jonathan Taylor but like their, their defensive coordinator's gone, which I think is going to make an impact. Like this is a team that we're not talking about superstar talent on the defense. We're talking about a team that was disciplined and schemed well, who succeeded in that defense. So I'm really curious to see how, how they handle losing their D coordinator. Um, And also like I, I just noticed I have Yannick Ngakwe twice on here for edge rusher. Um, So that's my bad. If they had two Yannick Ngakwe's, they'd be pretty damn good. I don't know. So looking earlier today, like Yannick Ngakwe had a heck of a first half of the season. There's no doubting that. But he – he struggled down the stretch to make an impact for the Raiders. Like second half of the season, he really tapered off, which is going to be something interesting to watch. They got Quiddy Pay across from him. That's that's what the other edge is supposed to say here. Who are? But, the, I mean, that fair, D line.
1: If I live in Las Vegas for that long, I'm probably going to peter out towards the end of the season too.
0: <laughs> I probably wouldn't make it to the end of the season. <laughs> so, gotta get cut him some slack there. So, but this D line is still a monster. I mean, DeForest Buckner. I like Quitty Pay a lot. Grover Stewart's a solid player. And Ngakwe can rush the passer, if nothing else. You know, I mean, on that D-line, he's going to have his opportunities.
1: So, my biggest thing, I don't care about the defense for this team. I think the division uh, defense, as long as you can play adequate, you're going to be fine. I think Matt Ryan charging down the field, being the field general for that team, leading Jonathan Taylor. I think that's a huge addition for them on top of getting Bernard Raymond in mm-hmm. the third round. I think this offense is going to be rocking and rolling. They still need some receiver help. I don't know what they do. Maybe they go get Odell Beckham. Maybe they go get an Allen Robinson. I don't know. But they can get Robinson,
0: more... Robinson signed with the Rams. With the Rams.
1: You're right. Yeah, because why not? Let's go get a Super Bowl boy. But if they can find another wide receiver to go opposite of uh, Pittman, I love this offense. Maybe it's Alec Pierce. I don't know. But one more receiver with this offensive line, with this running game, it could be dangerous. At plus 100 to win the division, uh, I love that value probably more so than the next team we're talking about.
0: Yeah. Well, so can I throw something in there on Matt Ryan? Um, The last time. Oh, that's what I'm getting at. Last time he was in a run-heavy offense, he won the MVP.
1: He he basically won the Super Bowl. He was up (laughs) 28-3.
0: Almost did. He also had Julio Jones, so we'll see how it goes with the Colts on that front.
1: They could go on
0: Julio Jones. (laughs) They could. They absolutely could. They probably should, honestly. Um, But, yeah, I – I think they're gonna. They're probably gonna end up taking the division, um, but it's Not tough so to say. Fair. So looking at their schedule,
1: they didn't win the division last year, which kind of gives them a better opportunity to win the division this year. Because rarely do we get repeat division winners unless you're the New England Patriots. So for that fact, I kind of like them a little bit. But I, I got a I got a dark horse that I absolutely love for the division this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. i I think i think i got one as well um looking at indie schedule though what is that seven games against playoff teams from last year nine games against teams that are going to be trying like hell to get in the playoffs because i mean the chargers and the broncos are bona fide playoff teams this year like i don't know if they make it or not but they're they're playoff talent
1: the raiders as well i mean the raiders are absolutely Mm -hmm. loaded from top to bottom raiders might have the best roster in the nfl the afc if, south if they faces, don't, if they they don't have the best roster year. then the chargers do and they play the entire afc west which sucks for them yeah. and then they also play the afc or the nfc beast which is the toughest division in football so great rocky road for the afc south yeah.
0: this year yeah. I mean that look that's the one thing I noticed making these graphics that they're these schedules are brutal for them this year. Yeah.
1: But all right, Cupcake, you want to take us to, I guess, I'm assuming the Titans are next. Houston Texans. All right. So Houston Texans. I don't know if they're trying to lose. I know Josh McAllen is the coach in the wedding. I like Levy Smith. I was I was doing a deep dive into this team earlier. Plus 2,400 to win the division. 24 to 1 to win the division. You start looking at this team. All right. You have Davis Mills, the best quarterback in the 2022 NFL draft. But would have been number one overall pick. They got him last year in the second round. He's coming into a second year. He's got NFL experience. He had better numbers than Trevor Lawrence, who was the number one overall pick last year. Also they have brandon cooks a pros pro having a hell of a season last year coming in I assume with a little bit more uh camaraderie with davis mills that he's only going to get better they have one of my favorite mid-round picks in the draft with john mechie i absolutely love this kid out of alabama dude this dude can run every route on the route tree he's quick He's explosive. He doesn't have the top end speed some of these other guys have, but he can get those 15-yard, 20-yard routes all day. Very, very explosive in and out of his cuts. Perfect for a dink and dunk type offense that they are more than capable of running. And then they have one of our favorite guys that we talked about pre-draft and Damian Pierce coming out of the University of Florida, being able to come in and relieve for Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead, I think that three-headed monster could be absolutely phenomenal. And then you throw in their first-round pick with Derek Stingley Jr. If Derek Stingley Jr. can get back to where he was his freshman year at LSU, which is an absolute lockdown corner every day of the week, nobody could even do anything to him. Get him in with some coaching, maybe Lovey Smith coaches him up, or somebody on that defense coaches him up. He's he's the type of guy who could be an All-Pro immediately. And then you have Jalen Petrie, rookie, second-round guy, immediately fills a hole uh, from Justin Reed leaving to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think he fills that hole perfectly for the Houston Texans, especially that defense they're going to want to run with that Tampa 2 style. And then you have Kenyon Green, just one of the best overall just – guards in the draft who's an absolute stud absolute beast i think they're going to be able to run the ball well i think davis mills is going to be able to spread out the ball take care of the football keep his interceptions down i think lovey smith's going to have this defense rolling and i think at plus 2400 in a very very tough scheduled division when they are going to have the easiest schedule out of the division i love the houston texans this year I don't know what their win total is going to be. I'm going to hammer the over and I'm going to sprinkle them to win that division because I mean, I like a lot of the things that they have on their roster right now.
0: So is it the easiest schedule?
1: I'm not sure it is. So, I mean, who did they get? Uh, So they're playing the AFC West. So they play everybody. They play in the NFCB. So they get everybody. Who are their two extra games?
0: Uh, they got Miami um, and Cleveland. Miami and Chicago. Was it is it Chicago? Okay. I'll trust got, you.
1: Chicago's their extra team out of the NFC. Cleveland is their match for the AFC. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Last place That makes in the more division. sense. And then uh yeah, so I think you're Chicago. Chicago. Chicago's the extra team because they they did they went to the seventeen games and it screwed everything up. Used so, to, NFL used to have the most like easy baseline schedule in the world, but yeah, so their extra games that are different are Chicago and then Cleveland and then Miami and Miami. And Miami had less in the division last year. I guess,
0: I guess so. so. Yeah. Buffalo or second to last because Houston wasn't in last. Houston oh, was in third. Was yeah.
1: Okay, so Jacksonville is going to have the easiest schedule. Still, I, I still love it, especially getting the Bears for their seventeenth game definitely helps because as much as I love the Bears, I just don't think this is the year they do anything.
0: Yeah, I think I think I mean, they're building. I think they got I the pieces
1: there, but I I, I have no faith in the Bears to have a good season this year.
0: The Bears aren't
1: the reason I say it. Miami and
0: Cleveland are the reason I say it because. Cleveland's going to be a tough out if it's once Deshaun Watson's back. I don't think Deshaun Watson plays this year. He might not. I mean, I'd, but until we hear more, you know, I'm assuming another, he's be back in the second another half. Another reason year. why I like
1: the Texans, I think they have a lot of picks next year. I think they can afford to give up a fourth or a fifth rounder to go get Baker Mayfield if Davis Mills goes down. I think Baker Mayfield immediately makes them a better team. And if Davis Mills does go down, I think they make that trade immediately. You look at Baker's history when everybody kicks him to the curb and doubts him is when he goes and balls out. So you throw Baker Mayfield on this team week seven. Maybe they're four and three at that point. Davis Mills goes down. Like I yes. wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see a Baker Mayfield team right now. Honestly, I was, about to say, I
0: was about to say the same thing. A Baker who feels wronged is the best Baker. Yeah. And with
1: that situation going on in Cleveland, like Houston, like other than Houston, just wanting to probably get their own quarterback next year in the draft because they have so much draft capital and they're going to most likely be in a decent enough position to go do it. I think they would have already traded for Baker Mayfield. I think he makes perfect sense for this team, but I don't think they make that trade either until they're doing well and Davis Mills goes down. Or they're doing well and Davis Mills is holding them back. But I do think the Texans are going to be a a, a pretty good landing spot for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. About week, week
0: four to week seven, somewhere around there. Yeah. So, another thing on the Texans, they're going to be starting probably six rookies this year, which makes them a – I mean, they could be an exciting team with that. I mean, I, I don't think that they're going to be a world beater – but they brought in a lot of talent, and if that talent plays up to anywhere near its potential, it could get really interesting in years. If,
1: if they are starting six, seven rookies, like some of the names, like Derek Stingley's going to start, Kenyon Green's going to start, Jalen Petrie's going to start, and John Mechie's going to start. That's already four right there. Christian and
0: Harris. Uh, Christian Harris will already? probably
1: start. Yeah. Damian Pierce might as well be starting because I think he's going to be getting a lot of carries. So, I mean, we're – that that was their first six picks right there, and then yeah. you look at you look at those guys, and it's like, well, Jalen Petrie is probably going to start no matter where he got drafted. John Mechie is probably going to at least be a heavy rotation guy. If yeah, no he's matter be where he slot. gets drafted, absolutely. Christian Harris is probably a day one linebacker no matter where he gets drafted. So I mean, they like these guys don't have the most upside, but they're all NFL ready guys that can start day one for you. And sometimes those guys that maybe you don't think have the most high upside end up being like 10 year all pro guys. Like they're just very good every year. They're never mm-hmm. going to be better than very good. But sometimes if you, sometimes all you need to be is very good. Like
0: <laughs> also named to watch on their D line is Thomas Booker. He's a guy who he didn't produce like his traits that he should have. Um, I think some of it had to do with the role that he played at Stanford a Very smart guy, very athletic guy. I could see him coming into the NFL and outproducing his draft spot pretty quick. Yeah,
1: um, I'm,
0: I'm very excited for this team. Yeah, I think I think there's legit reason to be excited for this team.
1: Um, I don't think the division's overly hard. Uh, I don't think Indy... I mean, I, I think Indy could be good. I mean, I think the AFC West, or the AFC in general, is going to be so hard. Um, the fact that they play the West... Kind of, it helps out Tennessee and Indianapolis that everybody in the division is playing in the West because, like, if not, then you would have like the top two teams playing the Chargers and the Chiefs, which sucks for them. But the fact that they play the entire division, it helps out those those top mm-hmm. teams a little bit. But still, I mean, I I don't think Tennessee or Indianapolis is leaps and bounds better than the Texans and Jaguars.
0: If Davis Mills can do something.
1: I like I Davis agree. Mills. He, I mean, he was the best quarterback in this draft.
0: <laughs> um, also, one thing to note here. I've been here, saying it for months. 10-1. to 10-1 to 1 to make the playoffs. Not even win the division, just to make the playoffs. In a 17 but, playoff.
1: But you also have to factor in all four teams in the AFC West. And you have to factor in the Patriots and Bills and mm-hmm. Dolphins. Super deep. 10-1. to 1, I mean, I like their, like... I'm surprised their odds are so they have better odds to win the division than they do to make the playoffs.
0: No, it's twi- it's 24 to one to win the division.
1: Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Sorry. But I mean, I would, if they don't win the division, I don't think they're making the playoffs.
0: I could see him squeaking into a seven seed like the Raiders last year maybe I don't, the
1: AFC is just so freaking tough. It is, but maybe 10, maybe it's so tough. Like 10 wins gets you to the playoffs and I could see them getting to 10 wins.
0: How many wins did the Raiders have last year?
1: Nine, nine, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, the AFC got a lot better than it was
0: last year. Hey, all you need is a little luck, a little charger luck.
1: Hey, so I mean, <laughs> let's say, let's say they start the season. They get Cleveland early. So I mean, Deshaun Watson's almost assuredly not starting the season. Yeah. So they get Cleveland early. Maybe they get Jacksonville once or twice early. Chicago, New York, and maybe like a Dallas that can always lay an egg. Texans always beat Dallas. I mean, they could start the season with
0: the right schedule like 6-1. Well, and then and then you get the fan base excited, and every home game becomes that much more interesting.
1: Yeah, and then all like Chargers are always willing to drop a game. Watch the football team's nothing to write home about. Yeah. You got Jacksonville twice, who may, we don't know what. I mean, Doug Peterson's a very good coach, Super Bowl winner, so he may have that Jacksonville team rolling. I will see, but I mean, yeah, you just never know. And then they they do have to go to Miami, but if they go to Miami early in the year. Miami early in the year is a lot easier to play than Miami late in the year, I feel like. so.
0: Is it? I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like
1: that I mean, heat is different early in the year. They practice in Houston. Houston's
0: a freaking yeah. swamp. I mean, it's a swamp, but they have shade. That's the thing in Miami. You don't get any shade on the away sideline. You're just baking. I
1: don't, I don't think it's going to really bother them too much uh, like it does those Northeast teams. But, yeah. I mean, they get Dallas on the road. Which probably good for them because there's people just hate Dallas. Uh, then Vegas, I mean, the fact that they're playing Vegas in Vegas is kind of helps them out too because, like, Vegas doesn't really have a true home field advantage. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, very true. I mean, just looking at their schedule and who and where they play, I mean, Kind of best case scenario. Like it's like I said, if they get Cleveland early in the year, like first four games, like Watson is not starting and yeah, I would say earliest is week five.
0: Yeah, so I would even get, say like week seven. So like I'm with you.
1: And then let's say they get Kansas City towards the end of the year where they're fighting for a playoff berth, mm-hmm. and Kansas City has one locked up. Or the Chargers or any of those teams in ASC West.
0: Uh, I'm calling it now. Lovie Smith's going to sneak in in the 7th seed and then get fired. Oh, dude, if
1: they fired him after making the playoffs to hire Josh McCown,
0: yeah, you... What's that, happening? Josh McCown well, runs this organization.
1: Yeah, I mean, but... <laughs> you think you think you saw some uh, lawsuits about uh, unfair, like, uh, racial treatment? <laughs> <laughs>
0: They'll be losing their team <laughs> if that
1: happens. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It would it would come full circle because Lovey Smith got Josh McCown to come out of retirement back in like twenty twelve or twenty eleven, something like that. I think it was twenty eleven mm-hmm. to come play for the Bears because Jay Cutler broke his broke his thumb, I believe yeah. it was. It would come full circle.
1: Was Josh it McCown to Lovey Smith. Was it was it Josh McCown or his brother the COVID year that played for Philly? That was just it was like- Josh. He was just on retainer he was like just at home chilling and everything and they're like, yeah. if we ever need a quarterback like they paid him like I guess he was technically on the fifty two man I don't remember how it went, but they were, he was like not with the team, but they're like you're such a pros pro that like you can step in tomorrow and you're gonna be just yeah. as good as if you were with the team every day and he just like sat at home and ended up what he he played like two games that year didn't he
0: or was I'm not he just, sure I think I he was just, just at home the year before he played for the Eagles. Okay, he played it. He got his first playoff game in.
1: There we go. That's what it was, but yeah, I just remember like, yeah, he's he's technically at least like their super emergency like backup quarterback, <laughs> and I was like, he should just be the super backup emergency quarterback for the entire league. Like they have really the no. they have the replacement goalies for NHL. Like Josh McCowan should just be like somewhere like Central United States, <laughs> like posted up in like Norman, Oklahoma, and it's like at any time like. It's halftime, and they have like a private jet, and they're like, "Okay, we gotta fly you to Fo- uh, Foxborough. Like Mac Jones just went down, and he's in Foxborough in like two and a half hours. Like,
0: <laughs> it would be great for the league. Like, it, it just reminds me of, like back growing up when you were like playing. Like, you had five people, and you're like, we want to play football though. So one guy's just the all-time QB for both sides. Like yeah. that's Josh McCown
1: forever. Yeah, <laughs> he, he should never be the coach of the Texans, but." <laughs> All right, that's my Texans rant. I like them a lot, uh, plus 2,400 to win the division. 24 to 1,
0: wouldn't sleep on it, wouldn't sleep on it. All right, now we got my guys. I'm in on these guys, the Jags. Yeah? Oh, yeah, Super Bowl head coach. Super you got Bowl Trevor coach. Lawrence going to year two. like Our
1: National championship.
0: This guy was champion. the most lauded quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. And he's coming into his second year. He did had a they, bad rookie
1: year. Did they screw him over with the Urban Meyer situation?
0: Is he right for life? We'll see. Well, hey, this is a great case study. <laughs> yeah, this is an outstanding case study. This guy was considered like
1: can't mess no. All world. You, you
0: can't mess this guy up. Um. Yeah. So my main more. my main case here for why they can make the playoffs. Is that they're so mediocre everywhere on their roster that they don't have any massive holes? They don't have any true big holes. No. If you get it, you put a good coach with this team, which I think Doug Peterson is. They can come together as a unit and put out some wins. Flat. They also
1: they also have three first round picks this year coming in under the under this roster. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, e- they got, got ETN Chav- coming back. You have Travis ETN who's going to be a rookie. Uh, rookie of the Year, him and Ben Simmons, just up for it every year. Uh, Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Trayvon Walker, I'm very interested to see how they use him. Because if they, they got they got Josh Allen. They got um, the kid out of LSU from last year, uh, Clay yeah. Von Chazon. They have Arden Key, who came on hot down the stretch last year. Yeah. They already and have car- three edge rushers.
1: According and- to your graphic, they have two Josh Allens.
0: Yeah, know. I messed up the v lookup in the chart, and I I should have named it Edge One and Edge Two yeah. instead. I just named it Edge, so it just pulled the same thing on all of these for both edges. Um, but I put Trayvon Walker here at a five tech because I think that's what they're going to end up doing with him. And I think it could get nasty. Like yeah. they they could really ruin some quarterback stays with some of that that deep rotation of edge rushers and being able to constantly change fronts and move guys around. Like I I like what they have set up here um i mean you have chad muma on the bench right now i don't know where he's gonna play but he's gonna play <laughs> like, he's yeah. talented
1: and they got snoop yes
0: loop wait yeah snoop connor i forgot they drafted him yeah. so i mean they spent a ton of stupid money in free agency for mediocre players
1: but you I know mean, what mediocre they
0: did. they got zay jones <laughs> they did get a Jones Christian Kirk they got a bunch of B level players for A prices but it's still a bunch of B level players everywhere on their roster which is better than a lot of teams in the league yeah <laughs> like they got yeah. talent up and down this roster that can win not talent that can win the super bowl but talent that can win games and I'm if exhausted. Trevor Lawrence isn't absolutely petrified from last year they're going to win some games. They're going to make yeah. some noise.
1: And Josh Allen is a Super Bowl contender by himself. Oh, yeah. Looks great in shorts. He, Josh Allen's <laughs> the only only player in NFL history to set good interception and a forced fumble return for six against Josh Allen while also being named Josh Allen. He's the only Josh Allen to ever do that in a game.
0: Yeah, to ever do it against himself. Like, I mean, looking at this roster, though, like, the only real holes I see, like, safety's kind of weak, but I feel like you can get by with that. Nose tackle, they're not great. And nickel corner, like, that's the only spots where I'm seeing it where it's like, it's a hole. And those aren't massive holes. Plus, they I really like the guy Gregory Jr. they drafted in what the sixth round. I think he might be able to come yeah. in and play some nickel for them. Um solid guy. Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones. They got both Joneses. <laughs> Jones and Jones Jr. Yep. Not really. And Christian, and Christian Kirk. They got they got them all. And, I mean, and, seriously, Evan, that's a solid wide receiver core. And Evan Ingram. It's not great. I've been, hearing, I've been hearing
1: Evan Ingram's good for six years now. So we'll
0: Evan see. Ingram can do some stuff as a receiver. He's just a bonehead. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how else to put it, but putting him into, into Peterson's system where you I tight end say, is so key. He Peterson can, loves he his tight ends. Some stuff.
1: Peterson loves his tight ends.
0: Between the front seven, they're going to be putting out the most unbreakable quarterback to come out since Andrew Luck. Going into his second year in a solid wide receiving core, plus a good running back room, and their O line is solid. They also I did don't catch, see they, they can
1: They also did catch a break that they get Denver and London because Oh yeah. They're they're the home team in London.
0: Oh, the Jaguars are London. They run that. They run the ship down there.
1: Um uh the Broncos have a lot of veterans on their team. They're not a very young team. They have a young, they have young receivers, but I don't, I don't know. I just feel like when you go to London as a veteran, your family probably wants to go with you. You're going to be exhausted. Your wife and kids are going to want to go see the clock because we don't have those here in America. Uh, What's a shout, clock? Shout out Ron Swanson. <laughs> Where he takes a picture of Big Ben, and he's like, oh, look, a clock. We don't have that in America.
0: So you can pencil in Jacksonville to beat Indy in Jacksonville, as we learned this year. They beat him twice. They beat him twice. You're right.
1: Um, I uh, I lost my survivor pool
0: week one. They're going to
1: beat Jacksonville at home.
0: They're going to beat the Jets in the Meadowlands. I'm calling it now. Yeah, Baltimore
1: could drop a game. That sounds like a game that Baltimore drops like week nine. Like Baltimore starts really, really hot. They kind of struggle for like week eight through like 12. Everybody's like, oh, Baltimore's done. They're done. Then they finish the season with like five straight wins. Well, especially if it's late
0: in the year, Baltimore going into Jacksonville late in the year. Like you want to talk about northeast teams going into the el- into like rough hot elements? Yeah. That's right there. It does. Um, su- it does suck for them that they have to play Detroit, though. It does, but I'm I, I'm I'm lightly considering changing the motto to "Don't sleep on the Jags." We, no no we we didn't, <laughs> we didn't discuss this. We did not discuss this. I'm dropping the bomb on you right now. No, I won't do it. You
1: can't make me. <laughs>
0: Okay. We are a Lions podcast. We're not sleeping on the Lions. We are a Lions podcast through and through. But Vegas Vegas actually agrees with me. Plus 400 to make the playoffs, it's only four to one. That's not that good of odds. Like the Texans are bet. I'd take the Texans bet over this one, but I'd still take this one too. (laughs) I
1: mean, you're at four to one odds. Everybody's expecting Trevor Lawrence to make the jump. If Trevor Lawrence makes the jump, I think they're – pretty close to a lot for the playoffs I mean because that means they're gonna beat Tennessee twice because I mean I think Tennessee is solid but I don't I don't think there's anything that Tennessee is great at I think they're well coached but you get a you get a, a top flight quarterback in that division and I think they can beat any team in the division so if Trevor Lawrence turns into what he could be absolutely I love the Jags to win the division make the playoffs all of the good stuff. But if he's not, they might
0: be picking number one again. Well, hear me out for a second. I'm going to go David, frozen envelope conspiracy theory on this. The NFL wants to expand a team overseas. What better way to get that done? than getting Trevor Lawrence to the one team that is interested in going overseas and turning him into an international superstar. The NFL wants Trevor Lawrence
1: oh, yeah. to I be the
0: Michael Jordan of their sport. that, that that's, everybody- my, that's my full-on conspiracy theory, that Trevor Lawrence is going to drive football into Europe and become an international superstar.
1: I mean, possibly, but he still has to be good to do that.
0: Oh, the NFL can make that happen. <laughs> well, I don't know what they are doing last year, then. All you got to do is go to a Buffalo Wild Wings man. You can make anything happen.
1: That is very true. Use, <laughs> use, use the, the, live, the live sports button.
0: But, <laughs> but that's my full um, like crack our conspiracy taught. theory about it.
1: All right, let's get to the most solid team in the division. Uh, the number one seed from a year ago. Are they still the most solid for this year? For
0: the long term, I think they are I think, for this I year.
1: Think, I think they're so well coached. I think, I mean, they lost AJ Brown. I don't like we can go down this rabbit hole again. I, I mean, I like AJ Brown as a player. I'm not going to sit here and act like he's a franchise changer. I think Jalen Burks, Traylon Burks steps in right away and gives you equal enough production to where it's, yeah, it's not the same, but you're also not paying him a hundred million dollars over four years. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean, I think AJ Brown was very replaceable. Lord help the teams who paid wide receivers this offseason, because I do not think it's going to stay. Like I, it, it, this was yeah. the Jags played four D underwater chess and decided to screw everybody.
1: it's impossible for it to stay the same with as many receivers that are coming out of the draft every year that are NFL ready. I mean, you just look at the market cap and it's like, eventually people are going to be like, why would I pay you? I can trade you for a first rounder and go draft somebody. Who's going to give me equal, if not better production immediately for 10 times less money.
0: I'm not as sold that Burks is going to come close to AJ Brown's production, but I'm not also not sold that he needs to.
1: I mean, they have Derrick. As long as Derrick Henry stays healthy, yeah. just keep the train rolling, keep it going. You got Robert
0: Woods there. I mean, if Trey Longbergs can pick up half the baggage, West Robert King. Woods can pick up some.
1: They got Austin Hooper coming in. Austin Hooper was great until yeah. he went to Cleveland. I mean, Ron now, Tannehill's good, not great. Taylor LeJuan's still one of the best tackles in the league. Raidens is very good. Ben Jones is very good. Like, they're just very good everywhere. They have a – they're going to – they have a – Better than average defense, like – and they have one of the best coaches in football, so. Yeah,
0: their defense is going to be good. Eddie McCreary is going to help. Like, they had Caleb Farley back this year – they're gonna add McC- they're adding McCreary into the into the nickel. Like their their DBs are pretty sick between Kevin Byron and Monty Hooker on the back end. Like they they got some very good defensive backs,
1: and they got Malik Willis as their backup plan if so the hell goes down, which probably wouldn't be the best idea. But you put run like you put Malik Willis end of this offense to where it's like just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and don't screw it up.
0: Now, on a scale of... Pretty good
1: situation. And they also uh, get Hassan Haskins, one of my favorite running backs in the draft, to relieve Derrick Henry.
0: On a scale of one to Brett Favre, how passive-aggressive is Tannehill going to be to Malik Willis?
1: So, did you see the whole quote? (laughs) No. Okay, so the whole quote I I don't
0: believe in full quotes. I believe in hot takes.
1: Yeah. Well, the hot (laughs) take was, it's not my job to train him. But he was basically like... I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they asked him, like, are you going to bring in the rookie and, like, show him the ropes? Like, I think Tannehill knows he's out the door in two to three years anyway. He's 34 years old. And he mm-hmm. said he basically said, it's not my job to train him, but if he learns from me along the way, then that's best for everybody. So he's yeah. basically saying, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to make sure this dude's doing the right thing. But if this dude wants to show up every day and learn from me, then, like, yeah. I think that's like, fair. I just thought it
0: was hilarious. And I saw yeah. a, a hysterical oh, like, video it, today. Of like Every, someone pretending they were Willis and Tannehill in the QB yeah. room and him just yeah, being like super was. petty. It was hysterical. So was I just twit- had to mention it.
1: That was Twitter the week material right there. It was. But no, I mean, all in all, like it all he basically said was like it's and it's not it's never a quarterback's job to mentor a young QB. Like if the Q, if the young QB wants to learn, I don't think any veteran QB for the most part is gonna like turn them away. But it's not their job to go out of their way to be like, hey, you're an NFL quarterback now. Like, get under my wing and follow me. It's the other way around. They should go to the veteran and be like, teach me everything you know.
0: Football guys are always down to talk football. And if you don't have a football guy quarterback, you got the wrong guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it was just – the quote was just way overblown. Like, (laughs) I just – like, just the – the like uh who was it the quarterback for the the Cardinals back in the day, Kurt Warner. He was like if a. Uh- if a veteran quarterback doesn't want to teach rookies, you can call me. I'm always down to help any young QB succeed in the league. And I'm like, shut up, dude! Like, <laughs> just such a like a a look at me moment. Like, oh, I know, I just came out with a movie not too long ago that was absolutely hey, terrible. But look at me! Like, look, I'm I'll, I'll help the young QBs. I'm not relevant enough in today's fucking pop culture. Like, get out of here, Kurt Warner. He helped Matt Leinert a lot. Okay.
0: Obviously.
1: (laughs) All-time great Matt (laughs) Lanner.
0: That's a USC legend.
1: He almost stayed in the league longer than Vince Young.
0: (laughs) Almost. He almost made it. Kurt Warner was with Eli, too, though. He helped Eli, I think. But Eli didn't really need help, because I don't think he really learned a lot. He just kind of kept doing what Eli does. I
1: mean, Eli is undefeated against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. But I think he would have been without Kurt Warner. Yeah, I mean, he would have been <laughs> – he would have been if he went to the Lions. Yeah.
0: Who you shouldn't sleep on.
1: He shouldn't sleep on. But, so, we're looking at the Tennessee Titans here. They are minus 110 for playoffs, plus 135 for division, plus 1,500 AFC champions, and plus 3,100 value. If you had to bet on one of these, which one are you betting? If I gave you $1,000 risk-free and I was like, are you going to take
0: the safe bet? That I got to bet one. Just one. Because there's potential for free money on the board with betting Indy and Tennessee and getting no, the middle.
1: You're not. You're not. You're not betting the division. You're just betting okay. the Titans.
0: Oh, just the Titans.
1: Yeah. Um, are you taking them to make the playoffs? Or are you taking them to win the division? Because you. Like, you oh, I'm want taking
0: lot. playoffs. You that, that, want a lot that, more
1: that, money taking the
0: division, though. Not that much more.
1: See, it's not I, enough
0: to not enough to bear the risk. I don't think. I, th- I think at minus one ten or plus one thirty five, you might as well take the take the one that's more clear.
1: I am. The exact opposite from you i think there's only one team coming out of this division and if you're gonna bet minus 110 for the playoffs you might as well take them plus 135 to win the division because but i don't the I don't texans think- are winning the
0: division. i thought
1: <laughs> i'm saying if you had to bet something on the titans okay so you i mean you could also bet on them to miss the playoffs at minus 110 i'm not like that better than winning the division
0: I bet them to, I, I, them to make the playoffs. I think is, I think that's easy money. Like I think they're going to make the playoffs. It might not be division, I, but they're making it.
1: I like. You want to you want to have a you want to have a bet off right now because I like sure. them not to make the playoffs. Assuming they don't win the division, if they don't win the division, they're not making the playoffs. Hmm.
0: I'd just take the safety at only plus, what, 45 juice there? Like, I don't care about that. I'd rather just take the, take the playoffs because they keep sneaking. In. The seven seed changes all this, man. Seven I'm seed just, saying, just, like, throws it all off. If it was only six teams, I'd be with you. I'm, with I'm the seven
1: teams? Between the two of us, will you make a bet that, with me, we can figure out the details later? Oh, that the Titans will?
0: I'll take they will, you take they won't? Unless it's the division?
1: Yeah, so if they win the division, then the bet's scrapped.
0: But, oh, it's scrapped.
1: Okay. Yeah, nobody wins. It's a push. If they win the division, it's a push. So we're basically saying if... I'm saying they won't make the playoffs if they don't win the division.
0: No, that's a, that's a poor value bet because I'm limiting my options and you're not limiting yours.
1: <laughs> that's not equal.
0: I mean, you can't. Like, I don't know how you do, but like, that's not. It's not equal. An equal bet on both sides. Okay. because well, let's just, I'm let's saying, just,
1: like, I'll take. I'll just take them no straight up. I'll take them no straight up. You take them yes straight up. Minus yeah, one a That's, stand that's a fair bet. Okay. We got to iron out the details.
0: <laughs> we'll get to
1: it. All right. I'm. I'm standing tall. The Titans aren't making the playoffs. All right. I'll take them to make the playoffs. Absolutely. All right. Send us your best ideas for a a mono-e-mono bet, and we'll go through all your ideas and pick out the best one. Maybe do the, what is it, the Waffle House
0: Challenge? Maybe we'll do the Waffle House Challenge. No 24 hours, though. Max 12 hours. Nah. (laughs) 24-hour Waffle House Challenge.
1: I don't got time tw- for that. You eat 24 waffles and you can leave in an hour. Okay. You, for, every, for every waffle you eat, it takes an hour off. Okay. That's how the waffle off challenge works. So you start out with 24 hours, but if you eat 12 waffles, you're only there for 12 hours.
0: We'll see. I might be able to be talked into that, but I'm, I'm skeptical. <laughs>
1: I mean, we, we we have a lot of time to workshop, so we got all summer. <laughs> we could, uh, can can anybody take the bar exam? Or do you, oh, have, to, like, do you have to like, yeah, it's like be being invited to take the bar exam.
0: <laughs>
1: you just imagine one of us like walking in, and, like we have to get super drunk the night before and walk in with like a bunch of aspiring lawyers <laughs> and take
0: the bar exam one morning. Just reeking of booze. <laughs>
1: Not allowed to sleep the night before we have, yeah, we have a power through all night and go take the bar exam at like 8am on a Saturday.
0: I like, uh, I like Mullet's suggestion better.
1: That's nothing. I'll do that for free. I'll do that for the content. <laughs> it's gotta be something that we don't want to do
0: i know and that's why i don't that's why i'm like saying no to them but i gotta pick something all right we'll we'll work it out we'll figure it out we'll work it out all right so
1: who are you taking to win the division
0: just one because i'll probably i'll probably sprinkle well i'm sprinkling texans Jags and texans Maybe three is too many. You can only do two to really make money. So I'll have to, I'll have to buckle that. I'll probably sprinkle Jack or yeah. I'll probably sprinkle Jags and bet Colts. I'm
1: betting Colts as well. I love the Colts this season. I love the move with uh, Matt Ryan. I think he's got enough left in the tank and I think that team's good enough to make a run. And then I'm sprinkling the Texans at plus twenty four hundred because I think at twenty four to one the value is just too much.
0: Yeah, it's I, tough I, to pass. I,
1: I thought I liked the Jags more, but then I looked at the value, and I'm a big value better. So I'll take. Honestly, value. I mean, there's a
0: few ways you can play it too. With like, you can take the value on the Texans and work out your dollars and cents that you can still take the Jags and the Colts. And as long as one of those three wins, you're in, in the green, like you, you can yeah. work out the math on that.
1: I don't, I don't math enough for that. So I just, <laughs> uh, I'm just, i more of a, just uh grip it and rip it type of guy.
0: So like just the t- plus 2,400 makes that opportunity possible. Yeah. Like that's, that that's what opens it up.
1: Absolutely. But I think that's about going to wrap up our AFC South talk. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube or if you are watching anywhere else and leave us a comment down below, let us know who you think is going to AFC South and who you would take uh, if, if you would take any of the other additional props of making the playoffs and whatnot. Let us know in the comments below. All right. So. Duval duval all right so we got a monster card in ufc this weekend like probably the biggest of the year so far we had a big one in january which is rare because usually they kind of like stack them up so like as the year goes on they get better and better but we got we got some monster fights start to finish early prelims a little bit to be desired they got some up and comers but for the most part we got guys who have been around for a while that are just like trying to like stay on the roster so nothing too crazy um but you get into the the actual prelims the the main event for the prelims you have randy brown versus chaos williams 14 and 4 versus 13 and 2 this has potential fight of the night capabilities these two guys are so evenly matched i love chaos williams is at minus minus one fifteen right now? I'm probably gonna wait till Saturday to actually bet it, um, because I think it's gonna get closer to plus one hundred, minus one ten, minus one hundred five. I think Randy Brown's gonna make a push. I think Randy Brown should be the favorite, but I love Chaos Williams in the spot. Also, in the main or in the prelims, you have Brandon Royval, Royval versus Matt Schnell. Brandon Royval's a this dude's a monster. He's a minus 260. Uh, may play around with uh, early finishes, him to win by submission, him to win by
0: knockout. Plus, Matt Schnell just sounds
1: like an accountant. It does. So, Royval's last last uh, couple of fights, he lost to Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno is one of the top fighters in the world he did beat Kai france in a sub Kai Kara-France one of the best fighters in the world right now and then he won his last fight in a split decision so not the best streak here lately so i mean i think he he has to make a statement he's a monster favorite so i like the juice uh lay the juice amount of t- 260 and maybe jump on like uh second round um, submission. You could probably get second round submission at like plus like $1,600, 2000 But I love him to win by submission in that fight. Somewhere or another. Then moving on to the main card. So just like the most casual of fans will know some of these games names you have like mauricio shogun who you have donald cerrone you have tony ferguson you have thug rose naman yunas you have justin gaethje you have charles oliveira just absolute stack top to bottom on the pay-per-view you have cowboy cerrone 36 and 16 professional fights this dude is like 47 years old um He's 39 years old and he looks every bit of it. One of my favorite fighters in the MMA. Um, he's minus 175. He's one of these guys that you just bet on him because it's cowboy. He shouldn't be on the pay per view. The Randy Brown Chaos Williams fight should actually be the head or the the first fight on the pay per view. That's just the kind of respect Donald Cerrone gets in the UFC and the kind of fan base that he has that they pushed him to the pay per view that's kind of Dana White just like give him a little like pat on the ass on the way out like thanks for thanks for having you here's a little bit more money in your pocket type deal but should be a good fight Donald Cerrone is always fun to watch so at 39 I'm expecting this to be his last fight minus 175 love it take it to the bank um, another guy who's been in the game for a long time Mauricio Shogun Hua he's 40 years old <laughs> So, older than Cowboy. And this might be his last fight. And he is a monster. Or not a monster. A big underdog. Plus 190. To Avance saint Prue. Avance saint Pra. I don't know how to say this guy's name. I don't it know much about right. The second one. Avant Saint-Proux. Saint-Proux. But, yeah, I don't know much about Saint-Proux but he hasn't really won a whole lot of fights lately. He's three and two in his last five fights. He's a monster favorite, or not monster. He's a big favorite going into Saturday, so I don't really know what to think about that fight. I might stay away from that one. Then you have Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler, Bellator legend. Every fight he's had in the UFC so far has been absolutely electric. This dude came in like, a bat out of hell into the UFC. Hasn't done too great. He came in, beat the shit out of Dan Hooker. Absolutely just beat the dog shit out of Dan Hooker. First round knockout, two minutes and 30 seconds. Then he fought Charles Oliveira for the belt. He won three out of the five rounds. But no, he got choked out in the second round. Never mind, I'm taking the wrong fight. Uh, got choked out in the second round, dominated the first round, and then fought Justin Gaethje. One of the best fights I've ever seen in my entire life. It went the distance he lost. And then the the decision, but he's fighting El Cucuy, which means the monster in Spanish, Tony Ferguson, Tony Ferguson's getting old. Michael Chandler's in his prime. Tony Ferguson. I don't think he's got a chance here. Uh, So Michael Chandler at minus 400, not great value throwing in a parlay or something. I don't see it losing. Uh, moving on. You got Rose Naman Yunus, Thug Rose. Probably my Thug favorite. Rose. Probably my favorite female fighter right now.
0: She's wanting me some money, man. I love yeah. watching Thug Rose.
1: She's so freaking good. And she is fighting Carlo. Carla Esparza. I don't know what to think about this fight. Carla Esparza is very, very good. This is a rematch. Um Thug Rose is minus two twenty. I might bet against her just for the value. I don't know. But, like, it's tough. I mean, this might be one of those, if, like, if dogs are barking, I might bet on Carla. But if, like...
0: So, why do you say that? Like, if dogs are barking, you might take the dog.
1: So, UFC's trendy. So, usually, so, if if you get a bunch of early knockouts... In UFC, for somehow, like, it just keeps rolling. Or if you have a bunch of fights going the distance early, a lot of fights go the distance early. If you got dogs winning early, dogs will be winning late. It, it's one of the most trendy sports I've ever watched. And I watch, like, every single fight night. I watch every main card just about. Like, I rarely miss any UFC event. And I don't actually have the data to back any of this up. I just know watching it, I've made so much money that if, like, you have a first round knockout, first round knockout, first round knockout. I'll parlay the next three fights of just like unders. Like I'll take under two and a half rounds, two and a half rounds, two and a half rounds. Don't even look at the odds. I'll get plus four hundred odds, and all of a sudden, first round knockout, second round knockout, first round knockout, and I'll win a plus five hundred bet just out of nowhere.
0: Like just something in the air. Yeah. So if it's you're ever watching, moon.
1: UFC, <laughs> if you're ever watching UFC, it's very very trendy so if dogs are winning early bet on dogs if if the favorites are winning you got to find value somewhere you got to find value in overs or unders something but if you got if you have three fights in a row that end in the first round start taking unders because it's something about the crowd something about the energy just something and all of a sudden all the fights are going under it's
0: it's crazy phenomenon so
1: that might it's be. Probably, it might almost be
0: like if you know someone's a big dog early and they get a knockout. It's like it's almost confidence that the dog's coming up too, of like they did it. Why can't yeah. I? Yeah, it, yeah,
1: It's it's so it's so fun to watch because like you know if dogs start winning early, you're like, oh, it's gonna be a damn good night. <laughs> um, but main event, Charles Oliveira, probably my favorite fighter in the UFC. I right know overall, just favorite fighter so he has gone on an absolute tear here lately so his last three fights he beats tony ferguson and a unanimous decision just beats the shit out of him then he beats michael chandler to win the belt and then immediately turns around and beats the shit out of dustin poirier diamond boy to keep the belt and now he's fighting gaethje if he gets past gaethje here he's gonna have a khabib type run I don't uh, you you have Bilal Mc, Machekov coming up for him but other than that I don't think any if if Gechi can't touch him, if Chandler can't touch him, if Poirier can't touch him then this division's got nothing for him. Maybe Machekov coming up, but other than that this dude is on top of the world right now. He's so much fun to watch. He can submit you, he can knock you out. He's I love crazy Brazilians in the UFC some of my favorite fighters are just the crazy Brazilians so if you got the money to spare if you get a group of friends together this weekend and you don't want to spend all your tokens watching uh, the Canelo fight which I'm not as big in boxing but I feel like that's a one fight kind of card where you got a full card on UFC so I don't know if you, if you got, if you got a chance to watch this card, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal
0: start to finish. So
1: should be a do lot you of think, fun.
0: Uh, do you think the older fighters you mentioned are just like watching the, what was the fifth Rocky, Rocky Balboa, where he like comes out of retirement at like 60 years old to fight. You think they're just watching it on a loop all week?
1: Yeah, they got to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're talking about guys that like went and saw the first Rocky movie in theaters. Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) They've been waiting for this (laughs) moment their whole life. They signed up for boxing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, but like the cow, like we're talking about legends, like absolute, like these aren't just old guys in the UFC. These are freaking UFC legends. Like Mauricio Shogun, who is like legend, like Donald the Cowboy Cerrone, like legend. Like these guys are. Are they going to win? Go out on top. Cowboy will, I don't know. Shogun might fight for another 15 years. Who knows? Uh, But I mean, Cowboy's been hitting retirement for a while. I think this was a fight that they kind of gave him like, hey, like, go out on your shield. Like, dude, I love,
0: I love betting guys' last fights. Yeah. There's just so much energy there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's going to cry in the ring afterwards. He's going to be wearing his cowboy hat. He's probably going to be drinking Coors Light. Like, this is a man's man. Like, backwoods. like, grew up training in the sticks. Like, true, like, legend of the game, Cowboy Cerrone. And, unfortunately, I think this is his last fight, so. Let's go, Cowboy. Let's go, Cowboy. I would bet on him. So, our buddy Chris Raines uh, did chime in earlier. So, give me the Titans for the AFC South. The only team that can take them out is the Colts, since the Texans and Jags aren't very good. Uh, Texans are good, sir. <laughs> so, might want to backtrack that one a little bit.
0: But So, I think the Colts are the best, best bet for your money. But
1: plus one hundred. I just I don't, I don't like the
0: value of the Titans and the talent they've lost. And I just if you're if you're telling me Matt Ryan versus Ryan Tannehill, I'm taking Matt Ryan. I agree. I mean, Jonathan Taylor isn't as good as Derrick Henry, but yeah. in the I mean, I, I just well, think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. Wow. Oh my, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. So that's really my reasoning with it. Like the Titans. They're good. And Vrabel's probably the better coach there, too. So, like, that's definitely a factor. But I'll take the better quarterback when those teams feel fairly close to me. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I kind of got to disagree that you uh, think that Derrick Henry is just far and away better than Jonathan Taylor because I think Jonathan Taylor is, like,
0: MVP candidate this year. But, yeah, I agree. Let me put it this way. A healthy Derrick Henry. Is better than Jonathan Taylor, and I didn't say head and yeah. shoulders. I just think he's he is better.
1: I don't know. Maybe maybe going into last year, I think I think Derrick Henry is now on the down slope for a running back, and Jonathan Dude Taylor could be is right. coming up. So worst case scenario, I think they're absolutely even, but I think one of them's going down and the other one's going up. Yeah.
0: See, in my book, Henry's still here and Taylor's right here. If Henry slips. At the start of the year, Taylor is above him, but like yeah. that's until until I see Henry slip this year, like fully healthy again. I'm, I mean, I'm not what, putting. I'm not marking it down.
1: What Jonathan Taylor did those last eleven games? Oh
0: yeah, it was ridiculous. Absolutely.
1: And but what at the same time what uh, Derek Henry was doing the first nine games before he got hurt like.
0: They basically so that's also a part of the conversation here is, like, if the Titans do lose Henry, Tannehill goes from here to here. If the Colts lose Ryan, he goes from here to maybe here. You know, it's like that It's that variability isn't the same. If the
1: Colts again. lose Taylor, you mean?
0: Yeah, if the Colts lose Taylor, like, the yeah. drop-off for Ryan isn't as big as it is for Tannehill if the Titans lose Henry.
1: That's very true. Um, but – I think that's about going to wrap it up for this week. Unless you got anything else you want to add on? Don't sleep on the Jags. Hey, well, no, 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 (laughs) we ain't doing this. Don't sleep on the Lions. Have a good night. High five.